Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Diva Diaries. My name is Alexa, and I'm here with Miss Sabrina Harrison. So, Sabrina, tell us a little bit about your journey and how you became a pre-professional dancer in New York City. Yeah, so my journey started in Martinsburg. That's where I was born and raised. I danced at Carrie Joe's Dance Studio. And then when I graduated from Martinsburg High School, I went to WVU. And that's where I was a part of the WVU dance program, as well as the WVU dance team. So that was a lot of fun being able to continue dance in college, as well as double major in criminology and minor in psychology. So I was doing a lot of things at WVU for sure, but my main priority was continuing my dance career. And then when COVID-19 hit, I decided to take that big leap and audition for the Joffrey Ballet School when they were having their online auditions. And that is where I'm at today. And I'll be graduating in May. Oh my gosh, that is wonderful. Hi, Lily. How are you? <laughs> awesome. So tell me a little bit about your journey with college, uh, the ups, the downs, the finances. Uh, you went to college twice now, WVU and the Joffrey Ballet School. Right. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so for starting off at WVU, um, I was 18 years old. It was definitely a big leap for me being away from home. So I would say that was the first down for me, just being able to not be as dependent on my parents and trying to be a little bit more independent on myself and just being able to navigate life on my own. But being a part of the dance program and being on the dance team gave me instant friends. And I would say that was a huge up for me. I was very scared to see how it would be with managing different friendships and getting to know different people. I would say I'm a very outgoing person, but still meeting people in college can be very scary at times and also navigating college courses and everything like that. So I was very thankful for being a part of the dance program and the dance team and meeting those friends. Definitely helped me with along my journey at WVU, but I would say the big leap going to the Joffrey Ballet School was also being away from West Virginia. Being away from home in general was very scary and navigating life in New York City. I don't even know if I would say I'm a master at it right now, but I definitely think I've come a long way from my first move there, um, meeting people as well, because in New York, you're meeting people from all around the world. So that was very scary. Um, I can attest that we can all say that getting an apartment in New York City is not the easiest task. <laughs> and I've definitely had my fair share of ups and downs with that, but I just had to keep on going because that's just what you have to do in life. And I would say I'm in a very good place right now, but I'm very thankful for my parents being so supportive of me and helping me along my journey and the ups and downs that we have had. And we're just gonna continue to keep on moving. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, you're also a former Miss West Virginia's Outstanding mm -hmm. Teen. Tell me about how your time in the Miss America organization and how that helped you to achieve your goals with college. Yeah. So I would say that a lot of confidence would have to have come from the Miss America organization. I think growing up, I was a very outgoing girl. I was a part of a lot of different activities, dancing, being athletic. I had a lot of brothers who were very athletic. So it was just always nice to be in the public eye and talking to different people. I would say that I grew up kind of fast. I was having a lot of mature conversations as a young child. So it was really great to be just around a lot of different people. But I would say that I never really spoke by myself in front of a lot of different people before. I would say it was just more in a class setting, being a part of different groups in high school, things like that. But it was never really until I decided to 
be a part of the Miss America organization in 2016 and compete for the title of Miss West Virginia's Outstanding Teen was really the first time that I had to put myself out there and dance in front of a different crowd that I would say, and also be able to talk about something that I was passionate about. I really owe this all to the Miss America organization for just having the confidence that I do now to be able to talk to different people from all around the world. I've had the honor of talking to a lot of different people who are very different from me, but just being able to have those conversations and speak about things that we're passionate about and want to raise awareness for is what this entire organization is all about. And I'm very thankful for having the opportunity to be a part of it for so long and still continuing to be a part of it. I'm still competing to this day. And I'm very thankful for just the people that I've also met you, for example, as well, as long as um, we've also danced together. But just being able to connect with you again through the organization has been so amazing. And just seeing the growth for so many young women and so many friendships that I've created from this. I'm very blessed and thankful for the opportunity and just to see where it's taking me. And I'm excited to see where it'll take me even further. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's wonderful. Now tell me a little bit about your experience lately at the Joffrey School of Ballet. Yeah, um, it's been great. I've been challenged since day one and just the opportunities that I've been given. I've done a lot of auditions. Um, having the Joffrey Ballet School on my resume has been great. You know, it's definitely a resume builder, but also it's just made me the dancer that I am today. And I'm very thankful for the different opportunities that the school has given me. I am being taught by Broadway teachers. I am being taught by so many amazing mentors that are just inspirations to me. And it's making me so excited to see where the rest of my dance career can go and just their help and love and care for who I am. I really feel that our school cares for us not only as just the name of our school, but the dancers and just our stories individually. And I'm very blessed to have had the opportunity to be accepted there and continue my dance training. What did the application process look like to get into the school? Yeah, so there was an online application that we had to submit different dance videos. And at the time, because of it being COVID-19, it was a Zoom audition. So it was definitely not the ideal audition that the Joffrey Ballet School offers. To this day, it would normally be you would go there and you would take classes with the students that are already there. So it's definitely, I would say, a little bit less nerve-wracking than the Zoom, <laughs> just because technology is a little all over the place sometimes. But um, when I did it, it was a Zoom interview and I did a ballet class and I also did a contemporary class. And I just had that with two different teachers. And then they just submitted me my acceptance letter a few weeks afterward. But I would say it was just very different from how it is to this day. You're actually able to have like one-on-one -on -one conversations with the artistic directors at the school, which I was not fortunate to have when I originally auditioned. But that is okay. Things happen for a reason. And I'm very blessed that I kind of built up the courage on my own to do it because it was definitely harder than I would say the audition process is right now. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so glad you're loving it yes, there. I am very thankful. Very hard, but I'm very thankful for the opportunity and I'm excited. I have one more semester left. I'll be starting mid-January and I'll be done in May. What's yeah. next? What do you plan to do with your oh education? That's a crazy question. Um, for <laughs> me, I would say continuing to audition and hopefully booking some jobs when I'm done. Um, I'm going to really hardcore audition this last semester that I have there and just see what I'm capable of. I'm not sure if I want to stay in New York 
right after I audition. I think I might come home for a little bit and just kind of relax and just take in the four years that I've been there for sure. But I think I also would like to travel a little bit and see if I can audition some other places as well and just see where I land. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of auditions, I heard that you auditioned for the Rockettes this past oh, year. Yes. yes. Let's talk about that. A bit. How was of that? Of course. Yeah. So I had some friends who were Rockettes previously. Another thing about being in New York is just the people you meet. Um, it was amazing. And they actually encouraged me to audition. I am 5'4". I am a inch under the height requirement, but I still wanted to do it anyway. And just, you know, the stars, the limit, you know, just go out there and see what you can do. That was an amazing process. I will say, if you have not seen the Rockettes, you need to go see them. Their work ethic is insane. And just from someone actually auditioning and being a part of that, like what they have to go through, it's crazy. Like they are so hard workers and I would advise everyone to go see them and support them around this Christmas time. You still have the opportunity to go. So I would say definitely go and show them some love. But it was an amazing process. Um, and I made it all the way to the end. So that was really fun. And then I was also invited to do the conservatory this summer. So that was amazing. That was a whole week full of learning the choreography of the show. So for me, watching it on stage was very sentimental because I actually knew the steps. So it was really great and I will be auditioning. So I would say that is something I'm looking forward to this next year coming up is me auditioning again. And I will continue to because it's an amazing opportunity and I would love to be one one day. And I just think that I learned so much from them that I'll also take into my dance career. I love yeah. that so much. Best of luck this upcoming Thank you. year with Thank that. Thank you. I'm very excited. Good. Now let's talk a little bit about your life in New York. Mm -hmm. You are a young woman living right in the middle of New York City. Yes. What challenges do you face with that? I would have to say a big thing for me is safety. It's just like going up and down the streets of New York, depending on if it's daylight or nighttime, it's still something that you have to be very aware of. Um, just the people walking around, we have people from everywhere. And it's really sad sometimes just because I have to have that 2020 vision walking around and getting into the subway sometimes. There are a lot of interesting things that go on down there and I just try to keep to myself or if I'm with friends, we try to stay close to one another and just protect one another. Besides that though, New York is a really great place to be and I wouldn't want to say the safety to push anyone away, but it's just something that you have to be very aware of. Another thing would just be money and rent and trying to find a place to live. Um, New York's a very big place, but everything is stacked on top of each other and right beside one another. And I would say the rent has definitely gone up these past few years, definitely after COVID-19 hit. And it can be very challenging sometimes to be able to pay that rent. So I actually work. I work at Lululemon. I want to um, grow my independentness and help pay my own rent as well. So that is something that I am challenging myself for last year and this year coming up. Paying that rent can be difficult, but I love it and I'll continue to do it just because of the opportunities that I've been given in New York City. So I would say those are definitely the two most challenging, challenging things that I have faced this year and just also when I first moved to New York. But I'm navigating it and I'll continue to keep pushing and do what I need to do. Oh, love that so much. That's so important to be able to finance yourself. And that's amazing right. that you're taking steps to start that. Right. And even before you finish school, that's incredible. Right. 
Yeah, I'm just trying, you know, I can't do it all by myself just yet, mm -hmm. but I'm taking a little step and I just think that's the most important thing is just kind of taking one step at a time until I'm able to actually pay it on my own. Very good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What's the craziest thing you've seen happen in New York so far? Oh my goodness, Times Square. Okay, so I don't <laughs> I don't live too far away from Times Square and I just think it's, an, it's a movie every single time I go over there. I love to go shopping there. There's a lot of different stores that I like to shop at around there, but I would say just the people and the different personalities. Um, I see some very interesting people dressed in some very interesting costumes. <laughs> um, every day, actually. Sometimes I would think, oh, maybe it's just that one-time thing, just because I know it's a big thing when you see people in New York. It's like, oh, well, I'll never actually see them again because New York is so big and you don't know who actually lives there and who doesn't live there. But no, there are some people that I'm seeing every single day and it's just their choice of clothing is very interesting to me. But, you know, no shame or anything. You know, New York's a place to express yourself for sure. I definitely say go there. You can be whoever you want to be or multiple different people at this point. But I would definitely say just the people and what they wear and kind of what they choose to do in the middle of the streets while cars are coming. But, you know, I just sit there and watch or I just keep on walking, you know. It's what you got to do. Just keep on walking in New York. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a pretty cool life motto. Just keep on <laughs> just walking. Just keep on walking. You know, I don't want to draw too much attention to myself, so I just got to keep on moving. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have you witnessed anything safety related or have you dealt with anything personally in New York? I have not personally dealt with anything, which I'm very thankful of. I just try to keep my 2020 vision, like I was saying, so that I don't have to witness anything or be a part of anything. Um, I will say on the subway, I had witnessed something recently. It was a man who was just kind of standing in the middle of the subway. No harm to anyone, but it wasn't until we actually stopped at a subway where he like hit a man of a couple who was just sitting on the subway and it was just so sad to me because so much of that happens in New York every single day, especially down in the subway. You see people stabbing other people. Luckily, I have not been able to see that. I don't even know how I would have been able to react to something like that because it's just not likely you seeing something like that here. So I'm just not prepared for a lot of those interactions. But when I actually saw that happen, it just reminds me that a lot of this does happen so frequently in New York. And just different people's stories. You don't really know what's going on in anyone's life. And it's just, you always want to hope and pray that they're going to be okay and that they're going to find their own way one day. But I would say that was probably one of the most harmful interactions that I had witnessed. But I know there are other stories of other people that have witnessed even worse. And that's just, I all I can do is just hope that things get better for those people. And, you know, try not to draw too much attention because you don't want them to come back on you. So I just kind of look away and try to act as if I don't see it. But I do think about it. And it just reminds me that I want to keep myself safe and, you know, not travel around places that I feel could be a danger to me or not really be out too far past dark, you know, when I'm trying to be in my apartment, or if I am going to be out, be with other people so that I do feel a little bit more safe or find maybe where the police officers are and be around them a little bit more just so that I um, do feel a little bit more safe or maybe even where there's more light, you know, just trying to find different outlets that make me feel a little bit more safe so that I don't have to experience those interactions anymore. But it's New York, so it does happen very frequently. So I just try to keep to myself, you know, find my route to school and back home. Yeah. 
do you think that that behavior is different between men and women and that mm. feeling of security and whether or not they should be stepping in with when these negative interactions happen? I do feel that it is more with men than women, at least from what I have seen. I do feel like there could be more stepping in interaction, but I will say a lot of the interactions that I have seen, there have not been a lot of other people who could take action because there's just not a lot of people around sometimes. So I think the unfortunate situation in this matter is that people just might know when's the right time to do this because they might have already observed the situation and seen, well, you know, there's not a lot of police right here. So if I steal this bag from someone, I know no one's going to come after me. So I do think it's just like the time and place, unfortunately, where people have these bad plans planned and they know who's going to be around the area and who is not. And that's why they're able to get away with it, sadly. Um, I will say another thing is that a lot of theft happens in New York and our policy is that we're just not able to do much about it when it's in the store. Sadly, it's not until they're on the street and you can see that a lot when you see people walking around with bags of clothes from places that still have tags on them and you see like hundreds of piles of clothes and you're just like, it's really unfortunate that no one can do anything about it until they're out on the streets. And then, you know, we might be able to call the police or things like that. But New York being so big, it's really hard for people to be found. So it's just like keeping your surroundings and trying to call for help when you can. But if it's in an unfortunate situation to where there's just no one around, it's just trying to think about saving yourself or wanting to save that person. You really want to do both. But at times it's like, if the odds are against you, you just want to be away from the situation. That makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. So my final question for you, what advice would you give a young woman who's looking mm. to move to a larger city or okay. looking to take that leap of faith with their schooling or career? Yeah. Oh, I think about this question quite a bit, actually, just reflecting on my time and what I've done. I would say you definitely have to do it. Um, I did it during COVID-19 when I feel a lot of us were just doing different things with our lives, trying to figure out where we fit in this crazy world, especially during that time. But I am so thankful for the leap of faith that I took and just the support that I got from my family and my friends reminding me that I can do anything I set my mind to. And that would be my biggest advice is do anything you set your mind to. You know, life's too short to sit and think about the pros and cons of everything. And that's speaking from me who would sit and think about that all the time. And you're just letting life pass you by. And I would say that just go out and do it and see what happens. And if it's a fail, think of it more as a lesson and trying to think of a different outcome for next time. I never say anything in life's a fail. I always say that maybe the first way you did it wasn't the right way, but there's always a different way that you can go about it. So I would just say, take that leap of faith, take risks and just do it and see what happens. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing of your course. story. Thank you so much for aiming to empower other women. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on the Diva Diaries. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.